All right. Welcome to A Vague Knowledge of Everything. As always, I am Rosie. And I'm Hope. And we are here today to talk about YouTube content farms. Um, Content farms in general, but I want to focus on YouTube specifically. Um, And we're also going to talk about some of their community guidelines when we get there as well. Uh, So... All right. So, so when I say the words content farm, what do you think of? Honestly, cows. I just see like cows making content. I know that's not what it is. <laughs> but once you explain it to me, I think of like the like 20 minute long, like hair hacks you see on Pinterest and Facebook mm-hmm. that'll pop up and like stuff where it's like, I think part of it, like there's a vein of it that's trying to get into the like the reduce, reuse, recycle bit where it's like fashioning a milk jug to be like a holder for something or Mm -hmm. like ways to use fruit as its own seed starter. Like there's you can see bits of that in there, but then there's other ones where it's like this is that's not how this works. (laughs) So I just think about like because. One of the things you mentioned is like a hack that actually doesn't work, Um, (laughs) which is um, it's there are videos of using fruits as a seed starter. And I'm thinking specifically of one with a banana. um, And I can actually direct you to a video that's debunking debunking it later. Anyway, but that that was really useful, actually, because like some of the stuff you mentioned is stuff that is definitely like content farms and but what i mean by that um so so when you look at youtube in general what it's supposed to be for is a creator making or or multiple creators uh, making videos uh for an audience like whatever it is and they don't necessarily have to be instructional uh but we've gotten to a point where a lot of them are now um so like s- some youtube videos are you know still about completely different things but like what i'm really focusing on are the ones that say like diy the life hacks um recipes that kind of mm-hmm. thing uh because the first time that i became aware of this was uh because of baking videos on youtube um so i'm going to go back a couple of years and i don't know don't know who showed this to me, but someone showed me this video and I I thought it was on tasty, but now I'm not sure. Now I think it might've been like so yummy or something like that. Um, but it was, um, <laughs> it was a video that, uh, is it's ice cream that's scooped into a bowl and then they melt it over a double boiler and then they mix in some other ingredients to make frosting. Uh, and then show them frosting a cake. Yeah, and see the way that you're looking at me, no, <laughs> exactly, is it, is the way that I looked at that. I was like, that doesn't work. Like, there's that's not, not how context. science works. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to add butter, etc., to make a buttercream. But imagine if you were someone who really didn't do that stuff a lot. That you'd maybe never made a cake from scratch. You'd never made frosting from scratch. Something like that. You wouldn't necessarily know. So it's one of those things where like, ooh, some of them seem obvious, but they're not. Um, Anyway, but yeah, so so that was one of the first videos that I saw where I thought, wow, that clearly doesn't work. It's really weird that that's on YouTube. And I was like, I wonder, I wonder what the point of that is, you know, because you think if you're making a DIY video and it didn't work, like that's fucking pointless. Um, as it turned out, there's a huge point to it. And of course, the point is just money. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are regular YouTube creators who will, you know, create a video that takes a lot of time. It takes usually a lot of investment of their own money, or if they have a Patreon or something that might pay for it. But usually it is, it is those real creatives um, 
who are putting together like the best videos to show here's how you can do this thing, whether that's making a cake or, you know, life hacks that actually work, that kind of stuff. Uh, then there's uh, the content farms, which uh, so so there's sites that are also content farms like BuzzFeed is one of those oh. in particular. Um, and what it means basically is that they're producing lots and lots and lots of short clickable content. Um, so a site that does that would be, um, like, for example, BuzzFeed is what I'm using because they have a lot of listicles, like, like articles, yeah. that's a list, like top 10, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And there's nothing inherently bad about that, but what, uh, what I'm trying to drive home here with this is that the point there is not to inform the point there is to get content. Um, so it doesn't matter what, the content is necessarily about it doesn't matter if it's fact checked doesn't really matter if it's true they're just trying to put a lot of stuff out there uh so you can see like if you see a buzzfeed article or um an article on another site that's like you know oh this is the thing that you never knew about and like insert celebrity here and then you get there and you're like no i know all of these things like this was just to get me to click on it right um so there's a lot of that stuff and there's a lot of it on YouTube, but it got really, really big when Facebook started playing videos on on their platform. Facebook, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Tasty is a big one of those. Um, I don't think Tasty has a like, as far as I know, a lot of recipes that don't work though. Um, so that I have nice. a whole ass cookbook <laughs> that I have cooked yeah. from. They are they're legit. <laughs> yeah, legit. so that's the thing where I'm, where I'm looking at that. Like they do produce a lot of content, and I. I do think that they kind of they do copy original bakers sometimes and like plagiarize things and maybe do stuff that's not quite uh, kosher, but they're not like the the sites that are putting up things that actually don't work. Um, so let's talk about those ones then. Okay, so so I just have the names of a few of them here, uh, and then we'll talk about like who owns those and who they are. Uh, so, uh, some of the, the sites you may have heard of that are actually, they're coming from content farms are five minute crafts, uh, so yummy, troom, troom, bright side blossom, yep. et cetera. So, so those are yep. some of, some of the more popular ones that people see a lot. Uh, five minute crafts is really, really popular, uh, depending on what article I've looked at, cause I've looked at uh, many for this. It's, uh, it places somewhere between third and fifth of how many subscribers, um, they have on YouTube, which is really amazing because they were founded in 2016. <laughs> so they Did haven't you, had that long. Tough. Did you look into Delish? Because that's where no. I see a lot of recipes for like drinks and stuff. And I've made uh, Moscato Jello shots from them. And that worked. That's but I have seen kind of both, I feel like, on Delish, where it's like stuff that's questionable and then stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, clearly that's like normal food. That's fine. So for content farms, uh, the difference between that and like what, what I'm going to call a like legitimate baking YouTube channel is that like, A, they're not taking necessarily creative ideas that they've actually created and putting them out there. Uh, more often than not, it's something that you see on like another YouTube channel, whether that's another one of the content farms or if it's like an actual baker. There's lots of YouTube bakers that have had things like ideas that they took a lot of time, put a lot of energy into. And then Five Minute Crafts takes it and is like, oh, here, you can do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And they usually um, actually say it incorrectly in a way that will lead you to do it and it won't work. 
Um, <laughs> so there's that. And then they also just make stuff up. Um, like, for example, the like, oh, you could take a cutting from an aloe plant and then put it in a banana that you cut a little hole into and then it'll start the plant and the roots will grow. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely not true. <laughs> uh, and and it's something that uh, this woman named Anne Reardon, who is uh, she has her own channel called Five Minute or not sorry not Five Minute. Uh, she has her own channel called How to Cook That. Uh, she's right. an Australian food scientist uh, who does a lot of this uh, kind of stuff, and she's also one of the the YouTube creators who basically like is having to be supported more by Patreon because she's getting fewer clicks, fewer subscribers, fewer followers because of places like five minute crafts. So yummy, trim, trim, bright side blossom, etc. cetera. Um, so that leads me to think, okay, where are these companies coming from? Where like, do they is, live are these, personally? Where yeah, where do they live you? personally? <laughs> um, it's actually Cyprus. Um, so, uh, well, at least five minute crafts, sorry. Uh, so five minute crafts, at least, um, and several of the other ones are founded, uh, sorry, they're run out of a company named, uh, the soul publishing. And I'm going to go to their website. It's the soul is one word. Um, it's not an American company. They, they do a lot of promotion on English speaking, uh, like, like in English speaking, um, areas like the U S or Australia or the UK. Uh, you go to their website and they have this like, like little cartoony thing that's like a heart that's hugging itself, like looks really, really nice and cute. And then you go down and they talk about their channels. Uh, then you see, okay, five minute crafts, bright side, seven second riddles, one, two, three, go, avocado couple, Frankenfoods, slick slime, Sam, dude land. Like there's a whole bunch of things that they say, okay, these are all our channels. Uh, and then you look at, a little bit further down and it says we are strong in numbers 50 plus facebook pages with more than 350 million combined followers 100 plus youtube channels with more than 500 million combined subscribers 19 languages 500 plus original videos produced monthly um and 50 million instagram combined followers no so yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so so they've got a lot of stuff out there, but when you have that much stuff going on, it's very clear that your driving force is not education. It's not that you're you know passionate about food, etc., or baking. Uh, the drive there is just to create content that that can be advertised with, so you can get money. And no, it is not a bad thing to want to make money. But when you're making money off of false advertising, such as these baking hacks that don't actually work, then that you becomes can, a more of an issue. You can tell the <laughs> difference between like a well produced, well thought out, moderately thought out BuzzFeed video, where they're like, "These are ways you can make your car more organized for a road trip." These are ways that you can plant sustainably, like reduce, reuse, recycle. Because I have seen those. They're not great. They're uh, not all great. What's up? See, you're saying you could tell the difference, but the thing is people can't, unfortunately. Um, I'm not a people. I, so. Uh, so, so the, the thing about the content farms, they are so insidious because they look a lot like other things, but unfortunately the content farms often are better produced. Like they look better. 
Uh, so if you look at them, you'll see a lot of color saturation. There's like bright colors and, uh, and there's usually like all caps and exclamation points in, um, in the title or like often at least there is. And, <laughs> and literally you can't like, you, you would think, oh, this was filmed by people who know what they're doing. Because when you're looking at videos, like if something looks grainy and kind of crappy, you're like, oh, well, that person probably like, they're not a professional. Right. And then you look at something that looks quote unquote professional, like for example, a five minute crafts video that tells you to, oh, I don't know, put strawberries and bleach. Like that's literally one of the things like to dye them oh. white. There's no reason for that. And it's also like, it's a waste of food. It's gross. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Li like there's a lot of stuff that looks produced. It looks very professional and it's actually just from these two guys Inside. and their company. Uh, well, it's not from those two guys, but it's from like their company. Um, so these, these dudes, um, what are their names? Uh, Pavel Redev and Marat. Uh, my writing is really, really messy, and I cannot read the last name there down there. Um, anyway, there's not a whole lot that's actually known about these guys because they really don't like to give inter interviews. Uh, but they are, they're Russian. Um, they're Russian nationals living in Cyprus. And, uh, and they started this, uh, this publishing company fairly recently within the last decade. And, and I read all the stats before. But um, the interesting thing about them is that they they claim to be apolitical, but they've actually had like anti-U.S. messaging in some of their history videos because they're not just baking videos. They're not just life hack videos. There's also like uh, history videos that claim to give like a short history of whatever it is. And... There's there's one that actually said that Alaska was given as a gift to the U.S., which is not true. It was purchased. And that in itself, like, yeah, it's kind of a small thing. Um, there's also, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they also have, there was one, and that, that's been taken down by now. Um, there's another video that was also taken down that basically said that the U.S. is going to come to an end in 20 years. Uh, because of the infighting in politics that the U.S. isn't going to be a country anymore. Very interesting that a Russian company would be putting out that narrative. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's very interesting. Um, it's huh. been taken down, but they never really, like they said, oh, we've discovered some factual inaccuracies and took stuff down. But but I have to wonder, because to me that that looks like we're going to see what's going to happen if we put in little bits of misinformation about this and see what yeah. else is going to happen because they've gotten by with so much stuff in baking life hacks, et cetera, that it's very possible that you can get other little propaganda bits in. I don't necessarily think that's why the channel uh, or the, the soul publishing was started, but it is something but that we need to be concerned about. Yeah. Cause they've got millions of followers. They've been, they've been given this, uh, <laughs> this uh, characterization as being professional because like you know quote unquote you can tell which videos are professional yeah. which are done well and which aren't uh, but they all look really good and they they very often will use um since they're targeting specifically the u.s but also the uk and also other english-speaking countries they'll also use um uh, models and actors that look uh, like just regular white people from the U.S. <laughs> and they have voiceovers and things with perfect accents and all that. So, like, 
it's it's like that's not necessarily bad, but at the same time, it's like a kind whole of thing. That's a whole thing. Yeah, like it's like why are you trying to pretend to be not a company from Russia? You could be like, we're a company from Russia that makes all of these like life hack and baking videos and stuff. You know, like why are you hiding who you are? Right. It's very strange. So so this is a really weird. Um, it's a really weird subject that's wrapped up into a bunch of other things. Um, but, but uh, as I say, the baking thing got me into it because there are some things you can, you can tell as a food professional that they're not going to work, Yeah. but you can't necessarily tell as just a private citizen. Yeah. Um, so let me, I actually want to show you. Okay. So I put in the chat, yeah. there's a link to a video. And it's a video by Anne Reardon. Um, what we're going to do is I'm just going to record through it, but then I'll take it out because I can't use the um, the recording of her video. But I want you to watch it because she does uh, four recipes. Two of them are fake and two of them aren't. Okay. Um, and she's doing it to see, like, okay, can you tell? Welcome to How to Cook That. I'm Anne Reardon. And in oh, my God, I love episode, this accent. I'm testing your baking IQ. <laughs> I listen to Aussies all day. That's not what that's gonna look like. No. That's not how Oreos crumble. Yay! You're really smart because you actually figured them both out already. Yeah. So, so you don't have to finish watching. Yeah, no, I want to. I just wanted to see. Watched a lot of online baking videos as well. She did it in that same way that those um that those content farms do yeah. of like doing everything and making it look like it's working and it didn't fool you, which is awesome. Can I? Uh, can I just? Yeah. Can I say what the videos were for the people who haven't watched it? So the first one is you make jello and while you're mixing jello, like instant jello is just the powder and hot water put together and then you put it in the fridge. But before you do that, she added, was it condensed milk or evaporated milk? Um, evaporated milk Okay. because there's already sugar in the jello. Gotcha. So she mixed that together and then put it in the fridge. She was like, this is like a light mousse thing, which I, I think you've made before. Maybe when I was staying at your house for during COVID times, we made something. No, we made no. I made panna cotta. That's it. That's what you made. Yeah. Um, I knew it was a dessert in a wine glass. <laughs> um, and then the second one was like, you put all this stuff in a blender, and one of them was Oreos. But the thing that she had made came out so smooth, and I'm like, no blender. No blender can break down an Oreo like that. A food processor can't break down an Oreo so that, and it became a different color. Oops, I just spit yeah. up some seed. And um, the thing is, like the the fact, like those two things, like the fact that it doesn't like mix up the way that it actually does in real life, and it's a different color. Those are things she copied from another video directly. Like she's like, this is exactly what they're doing. I've seen so many of like those like the Oreo cake hack things that claim to be real. Like, guys, if you have Oreos, just eat the Oreos. Like, don't try to make them into a cake. It's not going to work. Faith and I did <sighs> Like, this. you have to just make a cake and put Oreos in it. Right. Faith and I did this. She was like, oh, I saw this on Tasty where you use, like, a cake mix to make cookies. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, you made, like, strawberry ones and red velvet ones. And they came out good. They were pretty cakey cookies. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you just make regular cookies? Like, why did you, why did you have to go get cake mix and eat? She was like, that's, I don't know. <laughs> See that that that's fair, but that's that's an example of one that at least works, which is really nice. Yeah, but they're, but like, they're but yeah, cookies. like cookies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, like the whole. Okay, I'm just gonna go get up a little bit on a soapbox as far go as ahead. being a cook. Um, go ahead. 
if if you are not someone who's like studied food or understands food, you should probably question any content that is telling you like this is an easy hack to make blah 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 or whatever it is. Like, you know, baking is a science and yes, there's a certain amount of freestyling you can do in it, but you have to like know about um like you have to know about why things rise for example you have to know about how things all mix up together like what properties each thing have like it's it's not yeah it's a science it's not an art really and what they're doing is kind of creating weird art projects um but then showing results that you can't actually achieve right and so like it's fun to watch it's interesting but it doesn't actually work so yeah, I mean, like, usually the simplest answer is the best. So if you're looking at something, you're like, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. Like, think about it. And Probably it probably might... is. <laughs> I have. Um, so. Le- Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just going to gonna sort of um, come back around to the. So in, in the first uh, the first video that she showed in that thing we watched, um, which, by the way, this video is called Real or Fake? Can you tell the difference? Debunking. And Reardon How to Cook That. That's where it's from. Um, but. The first video that they show um, is her using the evaporated milk and the the jello that has some boiling water poured in, whipping it all up, making it into a nice little fluffy dessert. That is absolutely doable. But there's another video that she did debunking, and it's something that's like similar to that. Uh, but there's basically what they say is like, oh, you can just like melt gummy bears and then put like a gummy p- portion in it, which like a lot of people no. would think, oh, okay, if they didn't know about how no. food works. You don't melt gummy. Luckily, you are not fooled. You have to make gummy. It's not like there's a gummy yeah. component. It's something that happens because of a process. And when you undo that process, the gummy's gone, right? Is that right? No. Oh. No, you're thinking about tempering chocolate. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, like, like if you just melt chocolate and then and then pour it into a different mold, it won't temper correctly. Um, gummies actually will just reform into gummies. And the issue with that then is when you're trying to scoop out this, like, gummy layer that's within oh. the custard, you're just hitting up against gummy. Like, you can't actually put a spoon through it. I have. So. <laughs> Can I say three things about the food is a science thing? Mm-hmm. I saw this in real life recently because of, you know, quarantine, making a lot of bread. I was making bread before quarantine because I'm a real hipster, um, mostly just because I like crusty bread. Um, but this last batch, so I have this recipe actually from Tasty. It's the Crock-Pot. No, it's a Dutch oven crusty bread recipe where you have the cast iron Dutch oven and it cooks in that. Mm-hmm. So it's like but you have to heat up the cast iron beforehand. It's a whole thing. It rises for like eight hours or something like that. But the recipe says four cups of flour at a tablespoon at a time if it's too wet. It is always too wet. I end up adding like 12 tablespoons. So this time I was like, I'm just going to add five cups of flour and see what happens. And so I mixed it for a lot shorter time because it was like fine with an extra cup. And this bread came out so good. It was Griffin said this was the best uh, bread that I had made yet. And so I was like, oh. Over mixing is bad for the glutens, like they always say on British break, 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 yep, British yeah. bake off. They're like, it's you, amazing. you don't want to undermix, but you don't want to overwork either. You don't want to overwork the glutens, as they say. <laughs> um, is that you can make it rubbery, but if you don't mix it well enough, then it doesn't create the strands and it won't rise. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then I had a question. So the most common hacks 
that I see for baking and like mm-hmm. cakes and stuff is using the dental floss to cut through that and like soft cheeses. The unscented dental floss is that real? Is that fake? I mean, you can, but also like it's just not the best way to do it, and it's not it's not a hack that makes a whole lot of sense because it's actually pretty easy to cut like a layer into a cake like that without you know having to come up with some crazy way to do it this is another thing that Anne Rudin goes into she has a bunch of debunking videos they're really fun to watch if you um yeah so basically anyone interested in watching more of this go to how to cook that on YouTube find Anne Rudin she's an actual YouTube baker she has lots of awesome amazing cakes that are like real and you could actually make and then she also has these debunking videos she has videos about like kitchen gadgets they she calls them clever or never basically like is this <laughs> worth it or is it not um so but as far as the cutting the cake thing that is a great example because there are a lot of hacks like hack videos that i've seen um cutting it with dental floss and i guess if you didn't have anything else like yes it would work but most people if they have dental floss around they also have like a knife if you have the um, <laughs> to make a cake in a specific tin let alone like multiple tins i think you have a knife like yeah and and if you if you want to cut a layer like there's there there are tools that are made to do that they're actually like pretty cheap tools that are made to do that as well like that are specifically for it i understand if you don't want to buy a tool for that that's totally fine but then what you can also do is be like oh i'm going to take another pan that's shallower like that's the right height put that right up against the side, make my mark, do that all the way around, and then you can cut through. So like, there's ways to do it that's that are just easier and they're going to come up with a better result than the dental floss. Yes, the dental floss will work, but there's no no real point to it. Do you know what's the one, the one, I, I don't know if it's a hack or just a way of doing stuff, is mm-hmm. when people make like pictures or numbers using a lot of cupcakes and just like frosting the shit out of them so you can see what's going on. And so it looks like a cake, but it's actually just a bunch of cupcakes. Oh yeah. People manipulate yeah, cupcake cake. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really cool thing. I've seen that on um, the icing artist. I saw that. Yeah. He's a good, a good YouTube baker. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, so, so there's, see, this is the thing that makes it such an interesting issue because like the things that you're pointing out, they're not necessarily things that can't be reproduced. Um, Like you might try to cut a cake with dental floss and do a bad job and kind of make your cake look crappy, but like, it's still going to be a cake. And yes, you could cut it in half that way, you know, but like the, the things that they mix in that are not actually doable are the things that I take the most issue with. And a lot of times they're mixed in with other stuff. Like it's not a separate video necessarily. So it could be like, you know, you know, 10 baking hacks and maybe two of them work and eight of them don't or whatever it is. But then the person watching the video has no idea because they're filming it in such a way to suggest that it actually does work. Um, They also do things like, um, like stain removal. And there's actually Mm -hmm. an employee, I believe it was from five minute crafts who was like, we were told like, like to just film it in a way that make it look like something actually removed a stain when it really didn't. Oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, who else? so they know that they're doing this. Do you know who else does this? Brad Mondo, that hairdresser reacts guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He'll watch hair hack videos and be like, so there's one where you take like a big sporty headband and you like twist your hair into it. And it's supposed to give you like natural curls. And he watched this video and he's like, okay, okay, this could work. This could work. And then they show the reveal and he's like, that's curled hair. They curled that. Yeah. That's not the, and then there's another one where he's like, that's not the same hair. That's a wig. She's wearing a wig. That's not how that works. It was with the Kool-Aid 
hair dye. And he was like, that's not the same. Oh, yeah. That's not even. Well, and also Kool-Aid hair dye comes out. Okay. Just from having been in junior high when I was, I know that Kool-Aid hair dye. We we never had Kool-Aid at my house. um, Otherwise, I would have used it to dye my hair. But but I know people who did use it. And even the people with, like, the brightest blonde hair didn't get, like, a nice vibrant color. So you would have to use a lot of Kool-Aid if you were doing that. And it's really just not worth it. Just get a, if you're worried about the chemicals, get just like a semi-permanent hair dye, you know? You know what was the big crafty hair thing when I was in college was that was when the ombre was really big with like the bleach at the bottom and then your natural hair on top. Yeah. My one friend said that she would take a tooth, she, she'd like, you like dip dye the ends, right? And she'd mm-hmm. take a toothbrush and just like do a gradual ombre all the way up. Her hair was gorgeous, but I was like, that is a good hack is using a toothbrush for an ombre effect. That's cool. Yeah. So see, some of these hacks are really, really cool, which is why it's really frustrating when so so many yeah. are put in there that actively don't work. Um, but let's, um, so let's move on. So we did talk a little bit about the fact that like, it's a Russian company that's sneaking in some like pro-Russian anti-American stuff into YouTube and they've right. pulled those videos. So we have to remember like there is that insidious part of it. So it's not necessarily just videos that don't work. It's also that, but still the videos that don't work, I think really should be enough to get them kicked off of YouTube, but it's not because YouTube just cares about money. YouTube um, has so, so many issues. I, a um, lot of oh, the podcasts- YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, like, Honestly, well, and Twitter, obviously, Twitter has only now started cracking down on people, but that's because of political stuff. Um, um, the podcast, just real quick, the podcasts that I listen to are from the Try Guys, Kelsey Dara, and then a bunch of, a lot of what I listen to and what I consume in terms of content is from YouTubers. And the way that they talk about, like, the algorithm, and, like, Keith has done stuff where it's like, he sees how many clicks can I get before I get to conspiracy theory? And it's not that many. And it's like no. just the way that they like program what you're seeing and like what they don't take down, what they allow on their channel. Not now because they're coming under yeah. backlash for it, but he's like, it's a whole thing. It's a whole, but it, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was looking up. Okay. So, so let's just talk about YouTube community guidelines for a minute here. Um, we're talking specifically about YouTube, but the same thing, is happening on other platforms, Facebook, Instagram, all that, like all of the things I've reported that have been like, and the things that I tend to report are like very, very obvious and overt transphobia and racism. Those are the things that I see that I keep reporting. No single thing that I have ever reported on any of those sites have ever been taken down. Um, ever. Wow. <laughs> and um, so, and YouTube is no different um, from all of that. Um, and so so YouTube, really, the, the biggest thing, the most damaging thing they can do to one of the channels or one of their creators, um, and I'm including 5-Minute Crafts because technically, like, it's a creator, you know, Blossom is a creator, even though it's a team of lots of people and they're churning out lots and lots of videos, they still count as a creator just the same as, like... Anne Reardon or the same as the icing artist or the, the try guys or whatever, you know, like they're all the same uh, category. Um, so they all should be treated the same as well. And here is a, okay. So I have a quote here and this is from lawfareblog.com and it's about sort of um, the sole publishing operations and all of that. So it says, 
Um, asked about the Soul's operations on its platform, a spokesperson for YouTube said, all content on YouTube is subject to our community guidelines, which we enforce consistently regardless of the channel, which I guess means they just don't enforce it at all. I don't know. Um, we have additional policies for any videos that are showing ads, including against content that misstates information about the creators, such as where they're located. We have found no evidence of any abuse on the channels mentioned here. Um, and this is talking about like five minute crafts in specific uh, terms. Uh, it says, if we find violations of our policies, we take appropriate action, including striking videos, removing ads, or terminating accounts. Uh, so that's not true at all. It's really not. <laughs> um, so it, like, it's been proven over and over. It's been written about um, in major publications that this is happening, that these fake hacks that don't work are being marketed especially to like people like you and me who like learn a lot of things off of youtube like i'm Actually getting lots of to... those thrown my way uh-huh. yep. uh so yeah okay so so that is what they say uh and i just want to talk about a specific thing that wasn't even like a big content farm thing because i was thinking hey maybe the issue is that five minute crafts is making them so much money uh, based on all of the clicks and all of the advertising that they just won't demonetize them. So maybe it's that. So I figured, okay, well, I'm going to take it to a smaller example. So the smaller example that I have is there is a, there's this woman named Vanessa Voki, and she is a photographer and recently I, I'll correct myself if I'm wrong in the editing, but I think that it's only within like the last year or two. Um, she has started making these videos that are aggressively hateful to trans people. Um, and that in itself is not necessarily not allowed on YouTube. Um, it, it shouldn't be allowed, but you know, it depends on what you mean by hate, et cetera, mm -hmm. blah, 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 because she's saying that she's giving out information. Um, she isn't, she's not a doctor. She's not, an expert in this, she knows really doesn't sound like she knows anything about gender um, or about genetics in general, because as it's not just XX and XY guys, it's just not anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's another different episode. Soapbox. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other episode, whole different soapbox. Um, I have a cousin who's actually a geneticist. Maybe I'll ask her on, oh, have her talk yeah. about that. Um, at any rate. Um, so Vanessa Voki, uh, <laughs> she, how many cousins do you have? <laughs> like, I feel like um, I mean, I have a lot of them on my mom's side that I am more close to because we have those reunions every four yeah. years. So, like, most of the cousins I refer to are on my mom's side because my dad's side is more scattered to the winds. But, like, I mean, when you get a bunch of the family together every four years, yeah. then you're just going to yeah, have more. Sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're just always talking about one cousin or another. <laughs> Well, and also some of them were like um, interesting in multiple ways. Like the cousin yeah. that I was just talking about, um, who is uh, a geneticist, is also a Buddhist minister. So there's that, and a woman. Yeah, or someone <laughs> has this person on. Duh. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting. So yes, I have I have many interesting cousins. But yeah, okay. So so to get back to this, um, so so this woman, um, Vanessa Voki is is someone who she was primarily making photography videos until kind of recently uh she wasn't getting any more than like a thousand views on any of them which i mean a thousand does sound like a lot but also keep in mind if you're just getting a small percentage of what is uh coming from 
the advertising on your video, then you need to get thousands and thousands to be making any money. So she started making videos attacking trans people. Then she started getting tens of thousands of views. Um, one of the videos in particular she made um, is titled Samantha Lux is not a woman. Samantha Lux is a trans woman who <laughs> has a channel where she talks about what it is like to be a trans woman, um, talks about various questions people have. She answers people's questions, um, talks about trans issues in a way that's accessible to other people. She's really, really great. She has about five, it says, um, what I checked today, it was 521,000 subscribers, including me. <laughs> um, <laughs> because she's got a lot of really really good just information point of view to put out there um but yeah. Vanessa Voki didn't like that so she created a video that was directly attacking this woman um the bright side is it got way fewer views because Samantha Lux is way more popular than her on YouTube um as it should be but I did notice when I was watching it wait this is monetized like, there's ads on this. This woman is making money off of this video that is directly attacking not just trans people, but one specific trans person. And that made me think, huh, let me look at their guidelines. So what other guidelines have to say? Okay. Doo, 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 Who doo, is doo. that girl? Classically Abby? That you and I, I oh, was yeah. like watching drag queen videos. <laughs> and this conservative lady kept showing up being like, hi, here's how to be a good housewife. Which I'm not bashing housewives. That's fine. She, but like, I'm bashing her those. for how she's selling housewives and how they should be. See, so, some of that is like that's some of her content, but that she also has videos that say things like why we should hashtag not believe all women or something. Oh. Like, yeah, no, no, this she's okay. And, and she's a, she's a whole other issue because there has got to be so much money behind her that is pushing her videos she's because she up. has really. She has very few subscribers um, based on the number of people who know who she is. Like, a bunch of people know who she is, but right. most of them hate her because it's being pushed on them. I'm watching Trixie and Katya talk about, you know, being gay and wanting to put, like, two inches of their tongue down a guy's asshole or whatever. And then, classically, Abby's is just in the corner like, hey, <laughs> who are you pandering to, dude? You're in the wrong section of YouTube. For real, for real. But... But have you ever noticed how nice and well-produced her videos actually do look? They are, yeah. They are. Like, like they do look nice. And so people click on them because they're like, oh, that looks like a nice, professional, well-produced video. And then when the, like, angry conservatives find her, they're like, ooh, this is great. And then they <laughs> zero in on that. Um, but, but yeah, she's, she's getting a lot of notoriety out of oh, – oh, she also was the one who made a video about, um, quote-unquote, coming out as, as a conservative, okay. which is very much co-opting language – from uh, the LGBTQIA community, and it's okay. not cool. Wait, real quick, real quick, we have to do yeah. a current events update in the nerd world. Have you watched Mandalorian? No. Okay, have you watched Deadpool? Yeah. Okay, so the lady who plays... Not in a long time. <laughs> the lady who plays less angry Rosie O'Donnell, the big bulky lady. Okay, whatever. There's an actress who's on Mandalorian and was also in Deadpool. I really like the character that she plays. However, she's been making... Like comments like following people who like are bashing trans people and like supporting the police and stuff and all and it's been like very sly and all this stuff where she's like not actually coming out and saying it but like all of her actions. And are I think it's, it. it's not bad to support police, but the Blue Lives Matter movement is actually not about supporting police; yeah. it's about countering BLM. That's anyway. also another episode, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a whole other episode. 
recently, <laughs> apparently, she made an Instagram post where she compared being a Republican to being the same as the sufferings that the Jews had during the Holocaust. <laughs> and so oh, she got, okay. Got I did hear about this. For, <laughs> I, I saw this on Facebook, like, right before I got on this uh, this call with you. It's not uh, the same. It's yeah. not the same. No, it's not. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like that, that person and, and classically Abby, they're co-opting language there. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that like co-opting that language might actually get you into sort of the same algorithm as someone like, you know, Trixie Mattel or something like okay. that, even though you're not. Okay. But, but okay. We, we took a big, we did I'm sorry. there and I, <laughs> and I, I want to circle back because I do want to finish. Um, I, I do want to finish this thing. Uh, but Anyway, so so yeah, we were just taking a little break and talking about Classically Abby, who is definitely a super insidious presence on YouTube. And I think there's a lot more to be learned about why she is showing up everywhere and where all of her advertising money is coming from. Because I don't think it can be coming from her, but that's just my personal opinion. Anyway, um, <laughs> but back to Vanessa Voki, um, who very much deserves to have a spotlight because she's being a huge transphobe out there. So, hey. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so she made this video, um, and, and also you can see the content that, that she put up um, on Samantha Lux's channel because Samantha Lux made a reaction video that's like a transphobe made a video about me. So I would definitely recommend people go watch that. Don't wa go watch Vanessa Voki's channel because that's just going to give her more views. Uh, but anyway, um, so so I looked at this video and I was like, okay. She is directly attacking Samantha Lux. Like it's there's this statement, Samantha Lux is not a woman in the title, which is like obviously an attack, but maybe like, okay, I could see that not fitting in with their guidelines. Um, just because just that phrase. Um, like I could see that like not putting up any red flags. But like then you go into the video and she's being like actively bullying towards a, this trans woman yeah. because she is a trans woman specifically so i thought people. okay yeah yeah and basically just like saying that trans women are men and like just just all of this stuff that like it's it's super not okay and i thought okay does this go against their guidelines or is there just a loophole so i went and looked here okay and so now i'm on the uh do 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 Okay, so now I'm on YouTube's harassment and bully and cyberbullying policy because when you report a video, um, and I've reported this one twice, um, when you report a video, you can say, okay, this is why I'm reporting it because it is harassment and cyberbullying. Um, so I'm going here and I'm looking at this. They have this thing highlighted that said, we recently announced some updates to our harassment policy to better pre protect creators and users. The policy hit below has been reflected or has been updated to reflect those changes. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so it says, content that threatens individuals is not allowed on YouTube. Okay, she didn't necessarily threaten her, but she is stirring up people who might. Um, so, but okay, she didn't directly threaten her. It says, we also don't allow content that targets an individual with prolonged or malicious insults based on intrinsic attributes. These attributes include their protected group status or physical traits. 
Okay, so this is physical traits. Absolutely. It was prolonged malicious insults. <laughs> so so all of that fits. Then I went to their protected status groups. It says hate speech is not allowed on YouTube. We remove content promoting violence or hatred against individuals or groups based on any of the following attributes. Okay, so no, she was not promoting violence, but she was promoting hatred. And it was based on one of the following attributes, which is Gender identity and expression. Okay, this is black and white written in YouTube's policy. <laughs> this is not something that's kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe. Like, it is written. It is. It, this is the way. I've spoken. It is known. It is known. <laughs> Fucking YouTube. Do be better, please. God. Fuck. Okay, so, so yeah. So, so there's this video. So, so you would think, you would think then that when it gets reported... Uh, that it would be taken down or it would at least at the very least be demonetized so she's not making money off of this okay um as of yet it has not been demonetized i personally have reported this video twice um not just like click and report but i've like in the message thing i have written this is exactly why this goes against your guidelines etc and every time nope doesn't go against our guidelines um and, and i know that other people have reported it too uh, and you can look at a lot of the comments on her videos, and there are people who are not okay with it. So, do you want to hear? Yeah, some more bullshit about YouTube. Sure. So, you know Miranda sings, right? The girl with the lipstick, and who she looks like this, and she talks like me. Yeah. So she is a real person who vlogs and like hangs out and stuff. She's been on YouTube for like 13 years, and in 2018, she had a baby. She had a really terrible pregnancy, where she she basically had prepartum depression. And, like, her body was, like, she was in a wheelchair for the last half of it. Like, she, her body was not compatible with pregnancy. And I guess whenever she talks about, like, pregnancy or, like, miscarriage, she also had a miscarriage, like, this past week. So she's been talking about that. And she talks about, like, all the stuff that goes on with her pregnancy and just, like, being very open and trying to dispel a lot of myths that they're around pregnancy. Being like, this is mm -hmm. so magical and everybody should be so grateful and blah, blah. She's like, I can love my son and be grateful for him and still say that I had a terrible pregnancy. And yeah. she's like... At one point, she was like, I can't say that stuff anymore because I'm going to get demonetized and this is my only job. Like, I can't talk about it because YouTube immediately demonetizes me. So they're on top of her for that stuff, which is educational because I didn't know a lot of this stuff being a, somebody who has never had a baby. And but they're leaving up this shit. That seems suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I have two other instances I wanted to bring up, too. But that's a perfect one Um, that actually like... So, yeah, so that one's related to, I don't know, like, so it's related to female bodies. Is that why they didn't like it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't. But yeah, so, so and, and we'll talk a little bit about, like, um, who's making these decisions um, a little bit later. But um, anyway, so so there's two other examples. Um, one of them is a YouTube channel that I absolutely love. Another one is one that I never watch and I actually, like, really don't like the people who run it. But in this instance, they deserve to be, deserve to be defended they're conservatives but i'm gonna defend them because the rules should be the same for everyone okay <laughs> so so the one um the one whose channel i watch all the time who i absolutely love is abby cox um she is a she's been a historical interpreter at uh, colonial williamsburg and uh i've been into historical sewing projects recently as hope knows i have like half a corset over there that i'm making yeah. um <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, so Abby Cox did a video, and I forget which video it was actually in, uh, but it was demonetized because she was she had bent over in a dress and it was a, and it was an older style dress because it's, you know, that that's the kind that she wears. There's like 18th century and stuff. And what they do is they push the boobs up, yeah, but you're not the seeing chin, nipples. They're the chin holders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but you're, you're not seeing nipples. You're not seeing like exposed breasts. You're just seeing, you're seeing the tops of boobs basically. So yeah. like she leaned over, you could see like the top of her boobs. Like maybe you could see a little bit of her bra, whatever. Um, or the corset or stays or whatever she was wearing. But if it was corsets or stays, like, oh my gosh, that's so much fabric. I don't understand how that would be inappropriate. <laughs> anyway, so she, so she uh, put up this video that uh the thumbnail on it was just like her and it said boobs <laughs> and it was her just talking about uh foundation garments and it was because she got really really salty about that and said literally that video is demonetized because someone was upset that i leaned over and you could see like some of my breast like like it was a very ridiculous thing so, so there's that now we're getting like, into, like, like censorship which is a whole other podcast <laughs> like- yeah it, but the thing is like why why was that censorship necessary? Like, as I said, wasn't showing her nipples, wasn't showing anything that you couldn't show at a beach. But like, yeah, and they could run a Victoria's Secret ad, which is all boobs mm-hmm. and nothing else on that body. Yeah. It's just Absolutely. Boobs. Yeah. Um, so, so there's them. And then there's this other channel and, and they're, they're mired in more controversy. And it is because they are a far right. What, what they are is they're, they, I think they say that they're a uh, late, night conservative comedy show they they have like they have news stuff basically what they're trying to do is like they they want to create some sketches that are funny to con- their conservative audience um and then they talk about different things that are in the news um they're also a, a podcast um I guess since I'm not going to trash them in this episode, I'll, I'll just say what their name is. Um, uh, it's uh, it's Louder with Crowder um, by Stephen Crowder. If you ever see the pictures of like a guy holding a coffee cup um, sitting behind a table and it says like, blah, 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 change my mind. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Him. Okay. Yeah. Um, but ba- basically he's a conservative who goes to college campus campuses to get liberal college students to argue with him about stuff, um, which was a really smart Honestly, it's a very smart way to go about it. I mean, yeah, um, if you're going to believe in something, yeah. you need to be able to defend it and argue for it and like know why. Yeah, and, and, and he's really good at arguing as well. Um, I really don't believe in a lot of the things that he argues. And I think that um, some of his logic is flawed, but he would think that my log- logic is flawed, too. So it's like there's wholehearted difference of opinion there. Um, but I do think that they have been treated unfairly by YouTube in the past as well, because like they've gotten demonetized um, and they have 3 million subscribers, I think last time I checked. Um, so they're like, they're, they're like, they're pretty big, but they're not anywhere near as big as like five minute crafts and all of that stuff. You know, they're not. And they're also actually creating their own content. Like they're not putting out someone else's content. They're not putting out a copy of someone else's content. Like these are people who are actually there having these conversations, creating content just the same way we are. So if five minute crafts gets to have money from advertising, then Louder with Crowder should get to have it too. You know, like it's not it's not a thing where we can have different rules for different people. Um, and also, I think that's very interesting because it's showing that YouTube is cracking down kind of randomly because there's some people they crack down on who are conservative. And I think that makes conservatives think that that they're getting 
more hate from YouTube, but then there's also crackdowns on other people who have nothing to do with that. I think it's like who are more on the liberal side. I think it's whoever's making them the most money and a big ass com- company like exactly. Five Minute Crafts is making them a lot of money. So, of course, they're not going to do anything with that. But, like, somebody like yeah. Colleen Ballinger or this guy that you're talking about, like, in the grand scheme of YouTube, how much do they bring in? I mean, it's enough for them to make a living mm-hmm. off of it, but like, yeah, but YouTube that doesn't mean it's not like a drop in the bucket for YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, the rules should be the same for everyone, but they're not. And so I looked, I looked into, or at least I tried to look into like, who is moderating these? What qualifications do they have? What kind of training do they get? And the answers I found were non-existent. Like literally I have no idea how YouTube hires their moderators like, like, I don't know if they have to have any set of qualifications. Um, but uh, like- yeah, the only thing I've, the only thing I found is an article that says a lot of this has been outsourced, and that a lot of the people who were moderating, um, and it's I think it was more Twitter and Facebook. Um, but, but I, I think also YouTube too, but I could be wrong about that. But, uh, but that a lot of those people are in especially like poor Asian countries. Um, so you have a lot of people in the Philippines who are moderating, um, who might be looking at stuff that is in a language they don't speak. Yeah. So if you're going to moderate a channel, you have to have people who understand what they're looking at, who have very, who have specific guidelines that are understandable to everyone, or otherwise you're just going to end up with like a random, like, I guess. Or, yeah, that looks bad, like, just based on their opinion rather than anything else. And until I find any evidence that that they require qualifications, I am just going to assume that it's, like, random people in their bedrooms who, I mean, need a job and are trying to do work, but maybe aren't set up to do that. Um, Yeah, I mean, but to me, I think that would be a better explanation because, like, I could see them, like, YouTube as a whole being, like, you can't touch these people because they're making us a lot of money, but anyone else is whatever. Right. Like, like, I'm not really sure how it all works, but it does seem like it's not necessarily liberals that are getting targeted. It's not necessarily conservatives that are getting targeted because if they were, then the video with uh, Vanessa Vokey, like, like all of her videos that are attacking trans people would be demonetized um, because she's not making them a lot of money. She's only getting like 12,000 views or right. something. And like Trixie so, and Katya put it, would have yeah. been on there either. Cause they're saying very vulgar stuff in very liberal. Yeah, But they're points. so popular. They're so popular. I think that they'd have an issue. So, you so know I, I kind of wonder, Ooh, I kind of wonder what would happen if like YouTube tried to kick them off. There'd probably be such a huge reaction. Oh my God. Would, yeah. <laughs> Do you know when I was watching them? Around election time, there I was getting Trump ads during. Uh, oh yeah, like what? <laughs> oh yeah, me too. God, yeah, I got all kinds of Trump ads on. I think, I think for a while I only saw Trump ads for yeah. them, and I'm like, I kind of wonder, it like, are, are there? <laughs> yeah, it's very odd, but yeah. So, you know who? You know whose votes do we need at the finish line? The gays, <laughs> like. <laughs> no way man yeah anyway okay so okay yeah oh i do want to share that i have okay so so all of this stuff that like when they they're cracking down on like individual creators but not 
places like five minute crafts and all of that stuff. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Before I do, do that, um, there was a one more thing that I wanted to add. It was about um, COVID-19 misinformation. So uh, this is another thing. Um, Anne Reardon has another video. So I'm, I'm going to do a blog post about this and put our resources like I usually do. Uh, and I'll probably have a lot of videos of Anne Reardon because she explains things really, really well. Um, she actually has a whole video that's just debunking banana hacks because there's so many of them on the internet. But anyway, um, she has a really good video that's about COVID-19 misinformation. Um, and then she also talks about how YouTube was cracking down on that because they knew that they were probably going to get in trouble if they were, you know, seen to be spreading misinformation. Yeah. But um, so so what what they did is it seems like they basically cracked down on anything with COVID-19 in the title. But then they still had videos from like places like Blossom and Five Minute Crafts and all those content farms that had things like how to make your own hand sanitizer, which is something that people wanted to know, particularly like a couple of months into COVID, people were really worried because the hand sanitizer was all flying off the shelf. So they were like, oh, I need to make it myself. But then these videos show them making hand sanitizer with mostly aloe vera and a splash of alcohol, which will not sanitize your hands. Like it won't. It has to have at least 60% alcohol in the final yeah, product. You need shit like my dad bought Everclear because he was going to try to do that. Do you know Everclear is illegal in Pennsylvania? <laughs> like You can get strong. Everclear. It's just really low proof. Mm. It, it's it's because uh, I I've actually gotten it at the the store fairly recently. Um, for <laughs> no, it was uh to make weed sugar. Oh yeah, yeah. Be, because you 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 decarboxylate the marijuana and then you put it in the the Everclear and it makes a tincture and then you put the tincture over the sugar, dry it out in the oven, and then you have this weed infused sugar. So that's what I was using it for. Um, <laughs> Pretty much the only reason I would get Everclear is for tinker. I know. I was like, what? Are you cleaning something? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like even people who drink aren't, I don't think, drinking Everclear, I would hope. Um, <laughs> anyway, but so so YouTube appeared to have cracked down on videos that specifically said COVID-19 in the title, but they, it wasn't about like content that was related to like killing viruses in general. So you still have those content farms that are getting around it. And it's because they aren't willing to go after the big money making companies. Anyways, so, so there's that. Um, so so just so everyone knows, for a video to get taken down on YouTube, it has to you have to really get their attention. So if you're looking at something and you're like, oh, why is this up here? Unfortunately, Reporting it might not do anything, but it might still be worth it to do it because if thousands of people report a video, then it might actually get taken down. Whereas if like everyone thinks, oh, well, it's not worth it, then it's never going to get taken down. So I would say still report things, but also please understand that the algorithm and the fact that they're making so much money off of these uh, content farms means they're not necessarily going to ever take that down or demonetize it. But someone like Vanessa Voki or someone else who doesn't have that many followers mm -hmm. um, who should have like her photography videos, those can be monetized. That's totally fine. But the stuff that actively goes against their guidelines should be taken down. So we should be pressuring YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all of those companies to do that. If you have um, guidelines, and I'm not really sure what the answer about that is. If you have so. guidelines that you're not following, why do you have them? Like, 
Yeah. Stop lying. Exactly. And, and, and that's literally what YouTube has because they like they're saying, oh, what was what was the quote? I want to read the quote again. Um, let me see here. All content on YouTube is subject to our community guidelines, which we enforce consistently regardless of the channel. So no, they they said that no, and it's not true. <laughs> so just, yeah. Um, so because YouTube will not uh, differentiate between real creators and people who are plagiarizing, or not people, sorry, in between real creators and companies that are plagiarizing their work and who are kind of pushing them out by creating so much content that real creators get drowned in it, um, because YouTube will not help you identify those. Um, I'd like to give you a few examples of baking channels you can go to that are legitimate actual people who are creating these things um, and who are creating things where if they tell you this is how you do this, it will be right. And you will actually hopefully be able to create at least some version of what they're doing. They're all really amazing bakers. So yours might turn out, might not turn out exactly like theirs, but you have a much better chance than a five minute crafts or a seven video. You can learn if you make a mistake. <laughs> like these are things you can build knowledge off of, not just mm -hmm. steal hacks for a convenience. Yeah. And the thing is, you can learn some cool like hacks and stuff and like various little tips in baking, but it's much easier instead of watching like a, a video that's a couple of minutes to like sit down with whatever project you're doing and then just like, you know, like if you have something you have to do, you're like doing dishes or whatever, you can put on a YouTube video on your phone and watch one of these people talk for a long time about that. Like you can watch Anne Rudin, she'll explain everything that's going on. So so I would recommend watching How to Cook That. Um, How to Cake It is another one, which is, it sounds very similar, but it's not the same <laughs> people. It's a different person. <laughs> uh, Man About Cake is another one. Baking a Moment, uh, Rosanna Pensino, and The Icing Artist. Uh, the Icing Artist, that's not actually a baking one, but it's a really cool decorating one. And she's like a legit professional. Rosanna, okay. Icing Artist. So Rosanna Pensino, I think she's maybe like 4'10". She's very small. But I know her because the Try Guys, I love the Try Guys. I'm a stand for life. <laughs> but they have this. You series. should watch them too because they're legitimate creators. Yes. And they have this series called Without a Recipe where they try to make stuff without knowing how to make it. <laughs> and so they're saying things like, I wonder what happens That's if right. I do this. Like, how much eggs does a cheesecake need? And I think Eugene put in like 24 eggs or something like that. Part of this is them being silly and needing to like be entertaining. <laughs> But the other part of it is the then like Rosanna Poncino and like a bunch of other experts that they bring in and be like, this is where you went wrong. This is why it doesn't work. This is the science behind it. So it's a more chaotic way to learn about how to do something. Because while the guys are making them, they'll like cut to a video of them being like, okay, in this part of the process is what you want to do. Don't do this. And then you see one of them doing it and be like, I'm going to do this because this seems like the thing you're supposed to do with this. It's really entertaining. I like it, but you know, nice. whatever. See, and, and that's good because that's for entertainment value as opposed to right. telling you how to do something. And that's and that is the the argument that the that the soul publishing tries to do is say like, oh well, we're making videos for entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you said DIY, you said hack. This, you know, you said that you're telling people how to do stuff. Yes. Yeah. So like, if you're gonna say this is just for entertainment, you have to say upfront this is just for entertainment. But yeah, yeah, the try guys are great. I unfortunately kind of ran out of time, and so I don't have like some crafters written down, but I'll probably have those posted up on the website as well. Um, I might try to like 
do some Instagram posts about them as well and just kind of show which creators are going to be good and legit and people you should follow, people who will give you good, uh, real recipes and, you know, hacks and various things. They're still really fun videos to watch. Um, and also, uh, if you watch enough of how to cook that, uh, then you should also then go and watch the drag queen video that they did. That's a spoof of Anne Reardon because it's really <laughs> funny and they did a really good job and uh, she loved it too. So yeah, anyway, so, so there, there's a lot of fun stuff out there, but I would say if you're watching like the little like short, brightly colored videos that show things happening in ways that seem maybe not real or that they look kind of too easy and too good to be true, just just try to fact check that, look that up, see if it is a content farm. And if it is, maybe unsubscribe from them and then follow someone who's a legitimate baker or someone who's legitimately putting out content they've created. Because we need to tell YouTube that this is all bullshit unless, and that they need to actually abide by their own rules. Unless it's something like an Instant Pot, if it's happening faster or in a more easier way than it should be, it's probably too good to be true. Like, I think a lot of what food comes down to is like having the patience to make it a good product. Yeah. And that's true of anything that involves creativity or like skill. Um, you know, something that requires patience and like stamina to a point and like actually like doing stuff, measuring it right and correctly. Yeah. If you don't feel like doing that, go get fast food. Like, I mean, that's a very extreme way of looking at it, but like at the end of the day, like, so, okay, so, so, I, so I'm a cook, and I've cooked professionally for over a decade, and I can tell you guys, like, a lot of it is just practice. Like, if there was a magically easy way to do, like, whatever the thing in question is, then it's highly unlikely that regular cooks would not have found that out or if they had found it out, like, why aren't they doing it, you know? So it's, it's like, like, people... I had so many people tell me like, oh my God, have you seen the hack where you, where you can like make an icing, a piping bag out of a, sorry, um, out of a gallon Ziploc bag. And I'm like, yeah, but why? You could also just get like a reusable piping bag. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so, so like some of these hacks, they are just for entertainment because they're not actually easier. Right. And, you know, like it, it's, Cooking, unfortunately, does take some practice to figure out how to do it. And it takes a little bit of practice to figure out which of the recipes is fake. Um, but what I would also say is, um, is if you're looking at, sorry, if you're a person who's, who's come here who has tried a lot of YouTube cooking videos or even just like a couple and they haven't worked out, please don't lose hope. Uh, please I'm right here. go find legit. Yeah, don't lose hope. <laughs> Um, sorry, don't lose your motivation <laughs> uh, because th there are videos you can watch out there that will give you producible results. And it might be that like the thing didn't come out right because it was never going to come out right. Oh um, like for example, the Oreo cake that doesn't turn into a real cake. Not, not real. Okay. Griffin yeah. made fried chicken the other night. That was so yummy. It was almost like it tasted on par, if not better than KFC. And I was like, how'd you do this? He's like, I watched that Joshua Weissman guy on Facebook. Have you seen this guy? He's got like a ponytail and glasses. And he's like, okay, everybody's scared of making like fried chicken, you know, whatever. You name it. He's like very complicated dishes. He's like, I'm just going to break it down for you and tell you what's going on. And he makes it like very accessible and tells you what to do. And mostly what it is is like 
a lot of stuff that's like quote unquote fancy or like gourmet, it's not a lot of stuff. It's just using stuff that costs more, which is why it tastes different. So a lot of stuff you can make in your own budget, it's going to taste different, but it's not going to taste bad. Like you can do stuff within your range. It doesn't, it's not, not everything is a complicated process. It's just learning what the process is. That's my yeah, and it and it really doesn't have to be scary. Like that's I oh the other day I made filled chocolates. Like I actually like I had some chocolate molds. Um, and I actually watched I watched a video from a real YouTube creator, and I followed the steps, and I made these really nice looking Valentine's Day chocolates, and they're really cute. Um, so like there are really ones that work out there, and you just have to kind of like not be afraid. Also, I would say cooking anything just understand that you're going to have failures and that's fine. Um, I still have cooking failures. Um, I, I've for some reason started a trend where I, every holiday I accidentally like drop a dessert. So I have to remake it. This happened Thanksgiving and Christmas. No. (laughs) Christmas. I like it, it accidentally, like when I was putting it into the oven, I can't remember what happened. It might have been like the cat ran under me or something, but I like somehow managed to flip the cake batter into the oven. (laughs) And this was like, (laughs) yeah, this is at a point where I had done so much stuff before that I was like at one of my last steps. And then Chris was like, just, just let me clean the oven. And then you can go back and make it if you want to, but you don't have to. And I was like, I want to make it. Oh my God. That's after, that's after years and years of experience. Like I I still have fuck ups. You're still going to have fuck ups. It's fine. But some of those fuck ups might be because someone legitimately told you how to do something. You started with a fuck up. I still, I still trouble walking. I've been doing that since I learned how to walk when I was very small. Like nobody does anything perfectly every single time. Okay. Like give yourself a break. Me. My Virgo ass. <laughs> so I just want to see here if I if I've missed any of the things that I wanted to find. I don't think I have. I think, this I think we should do a follow up episode about like YouTube, just in general. I mean, I mean, we've covered a lot of it here, but we have covered a lot of it here. It's also kind of hard to figure out the inner workings. Like, like that's like how they hire their moderators. Yeah. Like that's literally something I was not able to find, Did you but try to maybe apply? I'll be able to find it if I look it up more. Ooh, I should try. <laughs> Let Ooh. me see. Yeah. Maybe I will try to apply to be a YouTube yeah. moderator and we'll see um, what the process is like, because, because really they should tell you then if there's any requirements. And so then you, then I'll hopefully be able to see that, but yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, Basically, long story short, don't trust everything you see in a video, even if it purports to be just showing you how to do something, Um, especially videos that are sped up where they're saying, this is what we mix together and this is the end result. Like, you should have some doubt in your mind and just maybe fact check it. Maybe type in the ingredients and see if a recipe comes up. And if a recipe doesn't come up that already has those ingredients, well, it might be fake. The other thing you can do is get the Tasty Cookbook. And that way, you know, there's a video about it. That's legit. <laughs> you just start with that's the true. book. <laughs> that might be it. Yeah. All right. So let's do some shout outs because I want to shout out to like I shouted out already to a bunch of different channels. I have shouted out to how to cook that a million times on this already, but I'm going to again, how to cook that with Anne Reardon and occasionally Dave Reardon, um, her husband, because she makes him taste all of the, the gross <laughs> 
non-working things that actually uh, come out of those uh, fake recipes. So, uh, so definitely go watch her. She's amazing. She has lots and lots of content and she's a food scientist. So she knows what she's talking about. So please watch that. Also, because I was talking so much about her, please go watch Samantha Lux's channel too, just because she's got a lot of great info about being trans and it i think it can clear a lot of stuff up especially for cis people and and i just don't think that anyone who's making an attack video about her should have that monetized and i don't know why it is it pisses me off so i'm yeah it's taking me this long but i'm gonna shout out to trixie mattel and katya for uh being the things the things the videos that i watched uh all throughout quarantine because i discovered them like the first or second week and i was like well these are my best friends now. And then also the dry guys, just for the sheer amount of stuff I consume from them. Cause they have like YouTube and a podcast and like a bunch of other stuff. And so I'm into did all they of it. Ever, did they ever have one of them try edible printer ink? I don't think so. I was trying to figure out cause there's, cause in how to cook that, they have like a video of like, of like when someone tried to eat edible printer ink and I thought it was them. I know I've Smell seen like them that. try like edible sex stuff. Not like, you know, yeah, in it, but like let me see. They were at BuzzFeed first. Yeah, I'm not I just looked up like try guys edible printing, but I didn't I see it, so it must not have been them. <laughs> Um, and I'm also going to give a shout out to Josh Weissman because now I'm thinking about fried chicken and I'm like, you know what? Maybe we'll have fried chicken for dinner tonight. <laughs> so yeah. Shout out to Josh Weissman. Uh, and so good. yeah, I feel like I'm missing something that I was going to say, but I can't remember what it is. So as always, I guess it must not be that important. Go support dicks for good. Yes. And as always go support dicks for good. Um, the the drawings are of real dicks, so you know that's good. She's a real creator. <laughs> She's a real creator, drawing pictures of real dicks. And if you trace over it, you'll also have a drawing of a real dick. Uh, <laughs> oh, and just because I haven't mentioned it in a while, can everyone please uh, send like go to Dicks for Good, find the Deadpool dick. And please send a picture of that to Ryan Reynolds because it's very important to me that he knows this exists. Not anyone else. I honestly just think like he would probably really. Oh, and maybe Trixie Mattel. To be honest, those oh are the God. people who I think would really like those. Are, so, that, so everyone, please one, go send them so that they know. The Trixie one. Is I would want to know if I had been immortalized as a dick pic at when I actually was immortalized as a dick pic. The other good one is the Mitch McConnell turtle one. Oh, that one's great. Oh, Mitch McConnell. She should make a Marjorie Taylor Greene one. Ooh, I'll tell her that. I'll let her know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I think that we are about wrapped up. That is Content Farms. I'm sorry if we hopped it all over the place a little bit, but it, it's it's a weird issue to talk about. Partially because, like, even the Content Farms have some good, true videos out there. And so it's a very weird, complex situation. But... Yeah, point. basically the the community guidelines don't mean anything unless you have a lot of money, I guess. I don't know. At this point, our listeners, whenever we're talking, I'm going to take us somewhere that was not intended for us to go. And then on that note, we should probably do a women in ADHD episode pretty soon so I can explain myself. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so that would be great. Okay. Um, 
So just to wrap up, I, I used to do this. I need to start doing it again. Um, if you would like to get into contact with us about anything we've said here on this podcast, Wow, I just almost directly quoted no such thing as a fish. That's what they say at the end. Anyway, but if you'd like to get in touch with us, that's another great podcast. Uh, if, you, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at vkoepod at gmail.com. You can tweet us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be our eighth follower because I still haven't cracked how to get more <laughs> followers on Twitter. Uh, we are at vague underscore of. Uh, the Instagram is much more busy because Instagram is the platform that I am good at or better at at least. Um, so that is VKOE underscore pod. And if you would like to support us, um, well, you're already supporting us by listening to this and thank Ew, you so yeah. much. But if you would like to support us more, we do have a Patreon. Um, you can go to patreon.com backslash of knowledge of everything. Um, and there's all these nice levels where you can donate to us for as low as $3 a month just to support uh, what we are doing and help us pay for things that we need to do to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so thank you for listening. And I am Rosie and facts matter. I'm Hope. And now that you know better, be better, YouTube. I'm looking at you, bitch. Ugh. All right. <laughs>